Hello everyone. We have Akhil Sai here for an interview. He did his data science, data analy analytics masters in Australia, and he's working as a data and reporting analyst from in in Country Road Group. And we will go over Akhil's journey of uh, pursuing his studies in Australia and how he got a job. And he, he will provide a lot of tips uh, if you are if you have any plans of pursuing your higher studies from Australia. Now we're going to cover various topics such as how much does it cost to for your for your education in Australia, funding and scholarships. We'll talk about the starting salary after master degree, uh, how is the job opportunities and the visa process and we'll cover a lot of different aspects. So you will learn a lot from Akhil's experience just in case uh, you are planning for studies in Australia, and if the study the and if the studies is in data analytics or let's say business analytics. Now, if you look at Akhil's background, he did his bachelor's in computer science from Jawaharlal Nehru Technical Technological University. He had an offer from Amazon as well as Capgemini uh, in India as a software engineer. So Capgemini was software engineer, Amazon was a little less technical, but then he decided to pursue his uh, higher studies from Deakin University in Australia. So that was 2017 and 18. And after that, he did some internships. He worked as a digital marketing analyst as well. And now he is in Country Road Group working as a data analyst. So Akhil, thank you very much for uh, spending time for this conversation. Thank you, Dhaval. Um, it's my honor speaking with you. And um, I really thank you for all the support you provide on YouTube. Um, yeah, thank you very much. Thank you, yeah. So let's talk about uh, your master. So after your graduation, you had this job offers and you were also thinking about doing your masters. Now you had several options, right? Like US, Canada, various countries. So why did you select uh, Australia? Right, so I I was primarily interested in Canada and uh, US um, mm -hmm. since the beginning, but um, most of my, what, what I've been hearing from my seniors and mm -hmm. um, other friends is that um, the, no, no matter the universities were less in, in terms of number in Canada and Australia, there are still good universities and um, provide the same experience as um, other universities in US too. Um, then I narrowed down my um, countries to Canada and Australia. So when I when I, I had few few offers from Canada as well, and I had few from um, Australia. The reason why I picked Australia is the, the rankings of the university. Um, given my degree, the business analytics comes under a business school. I, I looked at the rankings and chose, okay, this is this has good ranking. Deakin, Deakin Business School had a greater ranking than the universities in Canada. So that was my only reason. I see. And your study is in um, is in business analytics, right? Your, your degree was in a master's in information system in business analytics. So how that is different from data analytics or data science studies? Yeah, so master's, in, in business analytics is majorly around, they teach you a bit of business analysis, 
and also they incorporate some data analysis into it as well for example some of my subjects were fundamentals in data analytics and um i had statistical programming that sort of topics as well and mm-hmm. i had business programming business programming mapping um mm-hmm. so so in a nutshell if if someone will ask me what's the difference between a business analytics major and a data science major it will be primarily around the business analytics will give you a bit of analytics as well as mm-hmm. business analytics business information like how would you analyze a business and mm-hmm. in by terms of degree um if you choose a business analyst major um you can apply for business analyst role as well but oh. um, if yeah uh, if you, if you choose a data science major you'll be primarily more like data analyst junior data engineer that sort of roles i see all right yeah. and uh at some point during your studies you started working as you i think did some internship and job so you want to talk about those sure um so so when i came to australia um everyone around me were looking for jobs we we had to find some part time jobs to support ourselves during the masters and i just started applying spree um on the internet i started applying for jobs then realized the resume format differs from country to country so i had to change my resume according to australian format and i started mm. applying but there there was no there was um, no response at all i applied for more than 30 jobs nothing happened um mm. and then we we had a session um it's it's alumni session sort of thing in our university and there was this um senior who was called amit amir kutub um he he mentioned in one of his seminars he he mentioned that um if there aren't opportunities around you you should create one for yourself and that really struck a chord with me um and then what happened is to to support my living here i started working in a warehouse in a grocery warehouse as a stock filler and after after a couple of months i myself realized that um the guy i was working for or the store i was working for had a good website but it wasn't as um, it it could be a lot better and they did not have any social media presence or something like that um so i went to the um owner and i told um, i i gave him a little uh, powerpoint presentation and just said <laughs> hey i can i can do this for you uh, we can do this we can build the website we can increase your omni channel presence and stuff um and he was he was happy um, he gave me a 3 month um trial period sort of thing um then immediately i i created a facebook page uh, i created an instagram page i could do uh, we have a twitter account as well and that that did well um, we had customers reaching out to us we we had customers who looked at the facebook page and came to us the hashtag was very trending back then 2 years ago and mm. that all helped us um that in that way i i started getting some local experience um that was my entry to the whole um, digital analytics and everything um so that was my job during the uh, during my masters meanwhile um i was sure i need some industrial experience as well and i picked up few remote projects um in upwork and some some other websites like usually um, the universities have a career website and mm. there you can apply for n number of jobs and in that way i found a couple of uh, internships one of them was seo um, seo analyst and another was a content manager so in this way that's how everything came together 
and by end of my trimester so so here in australia masters is not on a semester basis which is which mm -hmm. it's in canada and us it's called a trimester and you have two to three trimesters in one year and in four trimesters you can finish your master's degree that's how, that's mm -hmm. how it works and one trimester is approximately four months four to five months Mm -hmm. um, so by in my last trimester, because I had all this previous bits and pieces of experience, they helped me get an internship in the university itself. Mm -hmm. um, it was more like a work work integrated learning thing for me, mm -hmm. and I could actually get a get a credit for one unit because I did the internship in the university itself. Mm -hmm. um, and there I worked for Deakin Genie. Um, it's it's an application our university has. It, it's more like um, Siri, where where you can ask anything, it will respond to your questions. Um, so yeah, that 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 uh, internship was there for four to five months, and um, that prepped me. That gave me the work experience, um, all the knowledge I had to know, um, and then I started applying for jobs once my master's was over. So that's my master's story. Okay. And then how did you go to get a job after that? So um, initially I thought once once I ticked off the local experience slash Australian work experience bracket, I, I had an inner feeling that um, it would be easy for me, but um, it, it wasn't. Um, so mm -hmm. November <laughs> 2019 was when I finished my master's. Um, I started applying for jobs again. Um, I, I, I had a call, uh, I had a bunch of calls. I went to a bunch of interviews. Um, many, many rejected because um, they, they found better person than me or because I didn't have a permanent residency or a citizenship. Um, so after around um, approximately 10 rejections, um, there, was, there was a contract opportunity which not point out at, at my current company. And um, it was initially a two month contract, two to three month contract. And I was a bit skeptical um, in, in the beginning while speaking with the HR uh, because it's just two or three months and it's not a substantiate amount of time. Mm -hmm. uh, but then my friends encouraged me that um, you, you, you want to enter the industry and this is your real chance in doing mm -hmm. it. Um, even though it's two or three months, then I, sh I think you should go for it. Uh, my family supported me. They wanted me to take as well. And mm -hmm. even I was, I was like, okay, let's, let's see what happens. It, it won't harm you anyway. So I, I picked that um, internship up. Um, and then after three months, I was fortunate enough. They offered me a full-time role within the same organization. Um, and that's how I'm in my current job. That's my current job. Nice. So I think you said very nice thing that you need to create an opportunity for yourself. So although you are in business analytics, you are getting a job in warehouse or a digital marketing analyst, you are always open to do in doing, um, you know, different things. Different. And I think the dots got connected and now here you are having, living a good life in Australia, having a nice job. Uh, how much does it cost for a master's uh, in Australia? So um, there are roughly 15 to 20 universities here in, in whole Australia and we can divide them in three different tiers. Um, so there is something called as GO8, great, great eight universities, which are the top eight universities. Usually those universities are expensive and can cost you around um, 4,500 to 4,800 per subject. And you will have 16 subjects, which will be more than 70,000 70, AUD. Um, 
for, for your whole two years. And then in the tier B um, universities, you'll, you'll have your um, subject ranging from 3,500 to 4,000, and they can cost you uh, approximately 10 or 15,000 less than the top, uh, top eight universities. Um, and it's 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 roughly if you if you pick a good good university not not the best one i would say you would be spending around 60 to 65000 aud just for masters i see and that's tuition fees how about your other costs like uh, groceries rent and all that right um so the cost of living is a bit higher in um, australia if you compare with other other countries um so for example if, if you are sharing your own personal room um, with, with other people or a bunch of people, then you would be spending around 400 to $500 per month. And grocery would approximately cost you 50 per week, which is again, 200 per month. And mm. your miscellaneous cost, your bills, all that stuff would be um, another 200 to 50. So on average, we are talking, if a student wants to live uh, a minimal, decent, decent life, he would be spending around thousand to five hundred, and it varies from person to person how much he spends. Got it. it. But so this is just average, a ball ballpark number, so people get an idea. Figure. Yeah, right. And if right. you if you want to live more comfortably, you can you can have your own room uh, where you'll be paying probably eight hundred dollars instead of four or five hundred, and mm -hmm. um, you you'll be spending fifteen hundred a month uh, more than that. Are there any funding or scholarships available? Good question. Actually, there are heaps mm -hmm. of scholarships in Australia, especially um, the if if you go back to India and um, you know meet the agents or the consultants, they will they will mm -hmm. definitely guide you in the scholarships. In mm -hmm. fact, I had a scholarship. I had a twenty percent scholarship in my master's degree. With um, so it's based on how well you did in your bachelor's actually, and mm -hmm. um, depending on your bachelor's score, they give you a 10, 15 or twenty percent in some cases 25 percent as well mm. and i know a few people who did who had a merit score in bachelors like they were the university toppers or something and they had a full waiver of masters like they did masters for free um, so if you have really strong academic background and you can prove it um, there are there are very good scholarship options here oh but the percentage of people getting full 100 percent scholarship will be less correct very less. Would you, yeah. say, would you uh, say out of 100, maybe five people get or maybe one person get it? Uh, probably two or three, I would say. I see. Uh, but but again, if you if you really have good academic scores, you can actually demand them saying, hey, I did I did um, my bachelor's in this and my GPA is whatever, eight, eight or nine. Mm -hmm. And can I get more scholarship? Um, we, we, we are um, able to ask that and they'll respond to you. I see. And what is the starting salary after uh, after your studies? Right. Um, so usually it's it's seventy to eighty grand, um, eighty thousand um, for for a medium medium sized company. Um, let's say if you joined a small company, then it would be somewhere around sixty sixty to sixty five thousand. Um, let's say you joined the big four like uh, Microsoft, PwC. If you got lucky then I wouldn't be surprised if it's 90 to 100 grand. I see. So pretty much if you get a job within one year, you can cover all your cost. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if, you, if you get a job, I think um, um, in a couple of years, if you save enough, you'll be able to recover whatever you spent for your master's.
I see. Now, if someone has a BCom background in India, like can mm. that person pursue masters in data analyst from yes, Australia? Yes, definitely. Yeah, definitely possible. I think he should. His main priority should be um, convincing the university in his SOP statement of purpose when we um, that that that's the document we write um, when we apply for the course, mm. usually. And if he's able to convince them um, why why he is genuinely interested in pursuing a data analytics degree or something like mm. that, um, mm. then he is definitely able to do some um, get into masters of data analysis or anything. And mm. I have I actually have a friend who who did um, bachelor's in accounting or mm. uh, BBA, and they've they've done um, business analytics with me. So it's it's mm. it's possible. Very good. Because many times subscribers on my channel ask me this question that I have become, can I do data analysts course right. or can I become data analyst? I'm like, yeah, you're a perfect match for that. Data analysis is not all coding and technical things. It's more That's about right. math and statistics that cover during your BCom studies. It's about economics, some business sense. All of those yeah. things which you learn in BCom are going to be super useful. So definitely they can do it. Now, overall, how are job opportunities in Australia after? Right. Um, yeah. yeah, so so it's a very small and confined market, especially when you compare with um, other countries like US or Canada. Um, all the companies here are mostly Australian companies, Australian startups, um, and and there are there are um, headquarters for every you know Microsoft, Google, Apple, but they are the Asia Pacific headquarters here. Um, so there's a there's roughly good amount of companies here, but definitely less when we compare with other countries. Um, mm -hmm. The job opportunities are minimal for a person who who just uh, finished his masters, because a they want they want a permanent residency most of the times or a citizenship. Um, but some companies are that is changing these days. It was a it was a lot before, but now they are accepting. Um, people with other visas as well. In fact, I, I don't have a permanent residency or citizenship, but mm -hmm. I'm still um, working in organizations and I have friends who are doing that. So it's gradually changing. And then their other requirement would be um, local work experience. That's mm -hmm. because the companies want uh, the, the employee to basically have an understanding of how it is to work in an Australian workplace. Mm -hmm. And they want to know if it's a good cultural fit Will he, mm. will he be able to mingle with people? Will he be mm. uh, a nice fit to the team? Um, so their, their primary uh, requirements would be Australian work experience and um, the, the, the PR and citizenship thing. Um, but if you have working rights, that should do as well, um, which, which you get after you finish your master's degree. Um, so it's not a barrier, but mm. definitely possible. I see. So that that takes us to the next question which is what is the visa process yeah great um so first you come as a student and before that you you pick a right university you pick your course um you apply you get a scholarship if applicable um you get a two-year visa for your student for mm -hmm. your degree it mm -hmm. can be bachelor's um, bachelor's is usually four years here um if it's master's you get a two-year master's degree um, there is masters with research as well, which is mm -hmm. a different, which is masters as well, but just with the research option, and it gives you a pathway for PhD if you are keen, if 
future. Mm. So that visa is for two years, three years, depending on what what um, degree you take. And then after that, you get a two-year extension, which is called temporary graduate visa. And it's mm. also called as temporary resident. And in this two years, you have full working rights. You can work anywhere in Australia for anyone. And it's all up to you. Um, so in a nutshell, uh, I have four, I had four years um, since I started. Mm-hmm. I see. So it's not like many people have to leave the country. Is it like, do you see many people who come as masters, they don't get visa, they don't get a job and they have to leave the leave Australia and go back? Do you see many of such cases happening? So everyone gets the second visa, which I spoke about. Um, everyone mm-hmm. is eligible for that, no matter if they are working or not working, if they have a job or do not have a job. Um, so every when someone gets a student visa, he is straight away uh, eligible for a four-year four thing. Um, mm-hmm. All he needs to do for applying the second temporary resident visa is he has to finish his degree and maintain some health insurances, all that stuff. And he's pretty much eligible. Um, there, is, there is, I think, less than 1% of declines in that visa category. Got um, it. Yeah. There are, there are people, um, my friends, who were a bit disappointed mm. with the job industry uh, and left, left mm. back to their home countries. Um, but I would say if we, if we try, try hard and try mm. in the right way, I definitely mm. think it's possible. Um, because even when I started, all I heard is it's 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 not possible to get a job in the industry. Um, mm. It is very hard to crack here, all that stuff. Mm. But I think um, if you if you know what you're doing and if you mm. follow the right path and choose the right tools to do it, I I definitely think it's possible. And I have a few friends who are working in the industry um, who studied with me as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's it's possible. All right, great. And how does the interview process look right? Like, do they look at if you're from prestigious college and what is the general overall process for the interview? So I think the first, I'll, I'll, I'll tell if, they, um, if the college matters. Um, in a, in a short, short answer is no, it doesn't matter. Um, they are more keen around what projects you did what internship experience, did you do any internships or did you do any side projects when you were a student? Um, Like for example, if someone is applying for a web developer job, they'll be more keen to understand, do you have your own personal website? Did you do Mm. any freelancing or did you do anything? For example, in my case, um, so so I was really, really when I was uh, looking for jobs, um, I I went with with a short, data analysis on the company I was applying for, I, I was going to interview for. For example, let's say I was, I was going to interview for Microsoft. I did some analysis on beforehand in my, mm-hmm. in my personal uh, space. And then I provided him, hey, this is, I could, I could do this um, mm-hmm. as an example. Um, I did this for your company. This is, uh, this is like a template of my mm-hmm. work. And mm-hmm. these are my side projects, which are in my resume. I can speak about it as well. So they are more keen about what you worked on if you have any local experience. Um, so university doesn't play a major role. Maybe maybe it gives you a bit of advantage if you are from the top four or three universities, but mm-hmm. it's not like, oh, you're from a so-and-so university, um, you'll be declined. That's, that's Okay, <laughs> that's really good because then yeah. it, what, what matters is like what kind of work you have done and your skills. So exactly. that's really a fair yeah. system actually. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, so you want to share your personal interview experience, like when you were interviewing as a data analyst, like mm. did they ask for any coding question? What was the whole overall hiring process? Just share your experience. Yeah. So, um, so the first round is usually a telephonic conversation uh, between the HR and myself. Um, that's usually the first round in every interview I've been through. Um, so they ask basic questions like, um, what, what, what did you do? Why are you interested in applying this position? What excites you about the opportunity? Um, why, why do you want to leave the current role? These, these sort of questions, mostly HR questions in the first round. Um, what excites you about the responsibilities? Um, what tools are you currently using? So that'll be the first round. And the second round will be, if, if they are happy in the first round, in the telephonic interview, they might ask you to meet in person, um, either in the office or somewhere outside. Um, that, that is a, you know, it's on a case on case basis, but usually after the first round, the second round will be with the reporting manager himself mm -hmm. and the HR will be present as well. Now it will be a bit more technical where the reporting manager will ask you, Hey, walk me through your resume. Um, how, how did you come here? What did you do? What are your projects? Just explain mm -hmm. me. He wants to get an understanding of, um, what you did mm -hmm. until now. So that'll be the second round. And third round, any assessments. Usually, it's not a separate round. Once end of the second round, they'll give you a. They'll they'll just turn their laptop and be like, "Can you solve this for me?" Mm -hmm. um, it it can be a little R code snippet, um, or it can be some any any data analysis tricky question sort of thing aptitude. Um, so yeah, that's that's the usual interview process. And in the fourth round, there are four. Usually, it's three rounds, but there are companies who go for fourth round where you meet with the team and you get a chance to, you know, just, just mingle with them, um, speak with them. Um, it's, it's not a deciding factor, but if you, if you really don't, um, you know, mingle with people or um, they don't see you comfortable with them, there are chances you might get taken. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you, if you perform really horrible, then you get rejected. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Got it. Um, and are there any networking tips that you want to share during your studies which can help you land a job sure 100 percent. i think um most of the people especially from um, i'm i'm sorry to say this to all my fellow fellow countrymen but um they they really don't focus on um these these networking events or um you know attending meetups or you know volunteering or doing any um sort of sidekick project something like that um, but i really think that makes a difference and it has helped in my my case um, so well university i would recommend every student um, no matter what degree they are in i would recommend them to attend all the events of the university there are resume workshops there are career workshops um, there is a lot of support provided by the university we we just ignore a, a lot of times we just don't have time or we just don't bother going to it. I highly recommend going to all the university workshops, events, all the all the other other events because they give you a chance to interact with a bunch of people, um, either your seniors or the lecturers, professors, anyone. Um, so I would recommend everyone to go to the university events workshops. And second one would be to attend meetups. Um, meetups is an app where you can personalize your interest and anyone in data analytics space interested in data science or data analytics they get access to a bunch of events 
where people come and discuss their work. Um, they show what, what they did in their organization or a side project. And usually th there are people who actually found jobs in the, in the meetups as well, because someone during a presentation will tell them, oh, hey, I have a junior role, junior developer role in my organization. If, if anyone is keen, come and talk to me or apply in our website. So you get a chance to directly meet with the person who is working in that particular organization. You can go, go speak to him directly. And who knows if you are suitable, you, you might have an opportunity to get an interview at least. Um, mm. So meetups would be my second thing. And I would recommend following, um, in, following recruiters on LinkedIn mm. to see if they are sharing any tips or um, what is the, how's the resume is supposed to be. Um, that usually recruiters are very friendly and they will they are usually sharing a bunch of tips on LinkedIn or any any other social media platform. And mm -hmm. my fourth suggestion would be to um, be very proactive. And mm -hmm. um, you know you can if if you are really keen, you can actually hire resume writers who can do the resume writing for you. You can mm -hmm. have a chat with them. They are they are all HRs, um, mm -hmm. and you can have a chat with them. And oh, is this how it works, or is this how the um, pattern is supposed to be? And even with the job applications, like let's say you applied for five jobs and you got declined for three, I really think you should ask for those three recruiters saying, hey, any, any reason um, why, why I got um, rejected? Uh, mm -hmm. is, it, is it just because the person had better skills than me? Or do you think uh, I should be changing anything in the resume? Um, it's, it's a great way to actually get feedback from the HR himself. Mm -hmm telling, oh, your, your resume works fine. Maybe you, sh you can change this bit, provide more insight on this or um, provide more detail about a project instead of what work you're doing there, something like that. Um, Got it. So I think the, these all will definitely help you shape your resume better. I see. Now, since you mentioned about resume, if some person doesn't have experience in data science, let's say the person is from BCom background, like, mm. do you want to share any resume building tips for such a person? I think um, in, in, that, in that scenario, uh, he should look at, you know, data analyst people, um, pe people who are working as a data analyst in, in the industry, look at their resumes on LinkedIn. Um, usually people share, people have their resumes open on LinkedIn. For example, if I really want to understand what the trend is, I can go to Microsoft, Google for the data scientist working there and look at his resume. Mm. And that, that'll give you an insight on what your senior has done and how his resume is like, what, what, did, he, what did he mention? Is he mentioning the projects? Did he mention the KPIs? Did he mention mm. anything substantial, tangible benefit he bought with the project? Mm. And I guess you can just follow that, uh, or at least it, it will give you an idea of um, what, what you should write in your resume. And someone with coming from a different background, this will be a great insight to him because he wouldn't, he wouldn't actually know because he isn't from the same computer science background. Um, so I think following seniors or asking for help will, will do the work. I see. All right, and we have one last question, which is what is the difference between pursuing masters in data science directly versus pursuing masters in computer science with some data science subjects? Like which one can land more job opportunities? So it depends on um, if, if you are keen for a data or data science job, then I think the latter would do more help. 
because mm-hmm. the masters in data science will give you it 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 will be everything about data science um the the name itself speaks there so it will your subjects will mostly be around statistical programming data engineering data warehousing concepts etl data analysis data science um yeah, all this all those um subjects will be there but for someone i would let's say a bcom bcom graduate wants to understand um wants to enter the data analytics industry then i guess masters in data analytics will be a bit too overwhelming for him because mm-hmm. he doesn't have a um, computer background or he doesn't understand the basics then in that cases i would recommend someone to take masters in computer science with data analytics major in mm-hmm. that way what will happen is he'll understand they'll they'll tell you oops um web fundamentals um everything data databases they'll teach you databases and your majors which is usually four subjects out of the 16 subjects will be data analysis so mm. you'll get an understanding of the whole computer thingy and also the data analysis side of um, stuff but um, usually it it wouldn't be as depth as the data analysis degree mm. but i think still for depends on your background if you understand everything then go for data science um, stuff if you if you have a minimal experience of data science then go for majors in data science that's what i would recommend and that's the difference one benefit of doing masters in computer science with data analyst subject is you can land a job as a software developer as well that's right yeah uh, it i think it opens up multiple positions you can be a web developer even um you can exactly. be a data engineer you can be a um you know a, a privacy officer security officer anything because it's it's all computer science subject in front of you um, but with a data science degree you'll be confined with data analyst reporting analyst machine machine learning um, those those kind of roles data scientist got it all right great akil okay, so that was a very nice conversation thanks for sharing sharing all those awesome tips so everyone who is listening if you want to pursue masters from australia data science or data analytics i hope this conversation would have help you a little bit and akil is it okay if i put your linkedin profile in a video description below sure definitely um i'm i'm completely okay with it all right so we'll put that link so you can connect with akil if you have any questions so akil do you have any final and closing thoughts i think um we we should do our own research uh, especially what happens um when we start applying for universities back back in home india especially once you enter the consultant they force you to take or they they tell you everything possible to pick up certain courses or certain degrees um i i would recommend doing our own research and understanding if you really want to do that just because the agent told it it's not 100% true um what 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 i understood after coming here is um let's say i was i was told by the agent that okay so and so university is great i really know it i've i've known it from experience what happens in the background is every admission they give you or they get from you um they get a commission from the universities and due to this they they sort to promote the universities which is paying the highest commission um so just just don't believe the um the agents mm. blindly do your own research mm. ask your seniors 
connect with people who are already um, working or studying in Australia. Ask them if the university mm. is good. Look at the course curriculum before you are selecting the university, and um, yeah, then then go for it. Just just don't blindly trust the uh, agents or consultants. That would be my that's, that's a great advice. Take the advice from someone who doesn't have monetary incentive. in giving that advice correct <laughs> that's it yeah yeah all right great all right cool thank you very much akhil once again it was great having a conversation with you and i will end it now thank you awesome thank you devil um it was a pleasure speaking with you and it's my honor as well thank you thanks